Welcome to the Center of Excellence Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Genovese, Director at Oz Marketing and Sales Novice Still. With me, as always, Oliver Young, Operations Director with the Young Automotive Group. So amped to be here, Tim. So freaking amped jumping from meeting to meeting today. It's a gorgeous day out there. Back, as usual, Brad Taylor, Corporate Trainer with the Center of Excellence. It is a beautiful day, Tim. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. I'm not even wearing my cardigan today. But you still look great. I do, always. And with us today, very special guest, Jake Talbot, General Manager with Young Toyota of Logan. Jake, it is so great to have you on our podcast today. Heidly ho, neighbor. <laughs> Heidly ho, neighbor. Now, that's how Brad usually responds. Jake, <laughs> before we dive into our topics today, I would love to just give you an opportunity to introduce yourself, talk about kind of your experience with the group, your experience in sales in general, and just tell us what an awesome, cool person you are. Other than the last part I can share, I don't know how awesome and cool I am, but I will give you my history. So I actually started with the Young Automotive Group when I was 14. Started oh, washing wow. cars Heck yeah! before the Buick building was even built. So it was an old building called Prestige, oh, Pontiac geez. Cadillac GMC. And I actually talked to Spencer Sr. I said, do I remember this right? They had ashtrays on the showroom floor. No <laughs> wow. joke. And he confirmed it. Wow. So it was literally, it was a little bit of old school. It was fun. Started washing cars. Anyway, left. And then as I was going through school, I was working for AOL. And one day I just had enough. And I know that dates me. And I left AOL. I quit. I didn't call my wife. And I thought, I better come home with a job. <laughs> so I went and interviewed with Craig Dearden. Oh, man. And Craig said, let me get back with you. And I thought, I better not wait for that. I need to come home with a job. So I came across the street to the Pontiac Cadillac GMC store, got a job and started working with the group. And I was here until 2014 and then went up to Toyota. So. All right. Well, I just learned something about you that I had no idea, and that's that you and I actually worked for AOL. That's awesome. That's what fam- department were you in? I was in saves. Me too. Fantastic. <laughs> what years? So that would have been 2000 to maybe 2002. Oh, I just missed you. I was 03 to 06. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you were right before I, they went under. I was there for the end times. <laughs> I was there when they were splitting stocks, but I'm, I was right after that. It was... I'm not going to say I'm the reason that AOL went out of business, but I was there when AOL went if out of business. If you just had this podcast before, you would have saved so many more Not accounts. enough saves. No, you know? they saved plenty. I think the structure <laughs> they had was the problem. It was a big problem. Plus, just poor organization in general. Yeah. Just poor organization. Oh, right. did you see that? Look at that. This guy's a pro. Went. Dang. Boom. Boom. He is a pro. Well, before we jump into my topic, which is organization, um, I do want to welcome Jake because I'm really excited for Jake to be here. Um, I was selling what Jake was selling. I yep. was down at Kia. Um, and I learned more from Jake while I was selling than I think anybody else. And I think, Brad, you were selling too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I was selling. Jake made an impact always. And he was the big white whale. And I'm not talking about your bald head. You know what? That could have to Everybody wanted to take you down because you were the top yep. sales guy. Yep. And I'm just really excited to have you here because I know you can share a lot of knowledge with our listeners <clears throat> about sales. So with that, Today, I want to talk about organization, and, I, and really, I want to speak to the three different types of organization a salesperson must have to really be a good and effective salesperson. Now, the organization and sales often sound like oxymorons, <laughs> right? Yeah, a little have bit. Have you met some sales guys that are just flying off the wall that are unorganized? Yeah, Rick Lovell. <laughs> Pretty sure I've been that salesman a time or two. I've been that salesperson. And- Oftentimes we think, oh yeah, whatever, just shoot from the hip. Yep. But the good professional salesperson 
has an organization and is dialed, right? And the three ways in which they're organized is they're organized, they organize their day, they organize their communication, and they organize their desk or their life. And so let me dive into the first one. Um, a salesperson should have their day organized. Now, Brad, why do you think that is so important in sales to organize your day? And by day, I mean your time. Yeah. First off, routine is paramount. Having a great routine before you even get to work starts that process. But we know once we get to work, anyone can walk in, any problems can come up. And so it's important to be organized and know when you have specific customers coming in, when certain things need to be done. Because customers expect to be the number one priority once they walk through that door. Yep. And if you're unorganized, you're going to be running around like crazy trying to put out fires before they even start. Yep. And a lot of times when customers walk through that door, they're the number one priority. So salespeople often think, I don't need to organize my day because the customer is going to do it for me. Yep. But that oftentimes leads to what? Disorganization, chaos. It leads to the salesperson sitting there waiting, waiting for the wind to blow somebody in. I still remember just trying to figure this out because when I started, it was a, the day planner was a big thing, right? Uh -huh. Franklin Covey. Franklin Covey. So you go spend $200 on this nice day planner and you sit down to be an effective salesperson and you put things in certain time slots and you realize really quickly that doesn't work. And so I still remember trying to figure that piece out because it's tricky because you can't necessarily pick what you're going to do it every single hour. You have to have a plan, but be a little bit flexible with how it rolls out. Yep. And as a salesperson, you have to be flexible. But how does organization and flexibility fit hand in hand? Because oftentimes we say we need to be flexible and we throw organization out the window. Number one is work with a task list, right? Is some sort of list that you say, regardless of what the day throws at me, I have to get to it. Because if you don't have a task list, then you're just, again, you're just waiting for the wind to happen. And so between customers or when you're not with a customer, you can jump to that task list and you can say, okay, am I making progress throughout my day? Um, and so I think a good task list, a checklist to keep in front of you at all times is an important way to stay organized as a salesperson. How many of our appointments that we have in the group, Brad, do are our salespeople ready to receive? Oh man, I'd say probably less than 30%. And if you're saying ready to receive, meaning customers there to see a specific vehicle, the vehicle's pulled up front, got a hang, hang tag in the window with their name on it, the vehicle's clean, ready to show. Unfortunately, I'd say less than 30%. Yep. That's so sad, right? Because yep. this customer deserves a salesperson that's ready. And oftentimes it's because of disorganization. Mm -hmm. They don't even, when they book an appointment, put it down in their calendar that I have an appointment at two. And so what does that lead up to? That means they generally don't confirm the appointment, which ensures that the appointment won't show. And then when the appointment doesn't show, they don't make any attempt for a missed appointment follow-up because they're unorganized. And if you are organized and you do put those appointments in, right, and you take that time to really set up your day, you know I have to confirm in the morning. If I don't get a hold of them then, I have to confirm in the afternoon. If I don't have them confirmed and they don't show up, I'm going to start my missed follow-up, right? Because I expect that a customer will show to their appointment. And it's our organization that keeps us on top of that. 
You know, it's amazing how many salespeople can be 5, 10, 15 years in the car business and they literally do nothing but react. Mm -hmm. And to your point, until someone comes in and asks for them or their appointment happens to show up, I think what I learned early on was the time's going to pass either way. So if the time's going to pass either way and I give myself a healthy list of tasks that I'm going to do every single day, it's no different than working a muscle. That time's going to pass and you'll be a different salesperson at the end of that year than someone that just works reactively because you'll start to see areas that you can fill in and become more efficient at what you do. For sure. I I couldn't agree with you more. And those tasks that you set up, oftentimes they'll be on your task list or on a check, like a checklist, right? Um, but you can also break up your day in that way. Um, what I mean by that is I, you know, I know I need to get X amount of calls. So I'm going to make that the first couple of hours and then I'm going to stop that and I'm going to go to this different place and I'm going to, you know, go work the service drive or I'm going to go talk to these employees or I'm going to go out and knock doors at some local businesses. And you can actually set up your day so that, um, you can get to different things and not be just bogged down in one specific area. And then all of a sudden a customer shows up, I can clear off that and just focus on the customer. And one other quick thing, because you can actually have a day where you work so incredibly hard. And I've had salespeople come to me and say, I'm working so hard. There isn't a minute of the day that I'm not working on something. But then when you break it down, they'll make calls for 20 minutes, then go watch a lot for 15 minutes, then go walk the service drive. But kind of to your point, when I really tried to dial in organization, when it became really effective was when I did the same thing you just talked about. The mornings were my follow-up. That was when I did all of my follow-up. I tried to make sure I got my calls done by a certain time. And then I would take my computer and I would put it in the cupboard because then it could become a distraction otherwise. Then the afternoon when I I would go out and actually meet people, try to talk to people on the service drive. And I think you can work so hard, but if you're spastic like that and you don't take time to really focus on one thing, you can be extremely busy and highly ineffective. Yep. Yep. And, And I love that fact where you go, you know, I know which times of day it is, and I'm going to take advantage of those times of days. So what I want to do is I want to actually move into the second part, which is communication. Oftentimes, we don't think about our organizing our communication. Now, one area in which you need to be dialed in communication is your email. Now, that might sound weird, but a lot of people struggle organizing their email. And what do I mean by that, Brad? What are your thoughts around that? Well, if I think I understand what you mean, it's, you know, that we get inundated with so much email that we might just instantly throw everything away and then important stuff gets lost. But also pretty much everyone uses one of two things. They put emails that they've read that they think are important into folders with someone's name on it. And then everything else they leave unread in their inbox. Yep. So oftentimes, we prefer one way of communication. Some people prefer email. Some people prefer a call. Some people prefer text. As a salesperson, you need to meet the customer where the customer is. So regardless of how they like to communicate, you have to figure out how to communicate with them in that method, right? So if a lot of your customers, like my wife like to be communicated via email and I don't read my emails or keep up on them, if she emails me back, what's going to happen? You're not going to read it. It's going to get You're lost. You're going to miss it. You're going to sleep on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> right? 
as a salesperson, you have to stay up on that email. And oftentimes I'll do an email training where I'll take in managers and show them how to manage their email because most of them don't, right? We don't organize our communication. And so let's say, let's just pretend like your email box was your desk. What does your desk look like if you looked at your email box? If it's just tons and tons of emails... So, so Brad, Brad mentioned that there's two methods, right? Either, either keep stuff as unread or move everything into folders. I go the other way and I just mark everything as read and let it pile. It's, I'm, I am terrible. I'm, I feel like I'm pretty good. This answers a lot of questions. I feel like I'm pretty good at getting back to people. My inbox is disgusting. So you guys would be sick about it. And see, did you guys know they flew a man to the moon before an email existed. Yeah. So we actually don't need email to do big projects. But oftentimes we create these new technologies and we don't know how to effectively use them and we forget about the old ideas. So in the old days, there used to be an inbox and an outbox. And you'd get an inbox and you'd read the memo and you'd either put that in the garbage or file it, but you wouldn't leave it in your inbox. Right. Because you knew if you lift it in your inbox, it would be a thousand miles high. Right. Yep. So as a good organizer, you need a system that allows you to be able to move those emails into a way that you can stay on top of everything. I'm taking copious notes. <laughs> and that's and that and so that goes with not only your email, but also your phone calls. And how do you do that? through your CRM. If you don't log every phone call, you don't know how you're talking to people. Your texts are the same way. If you're texting, you need to make sure the CRM recognizes it. So whenever you get back to that customer, you know you can pick up right where you left off. And if you're talking to hundreds of people a month, knowing your numbers, right? Hopefully you're talking tons of people. You have to have good copious notes that you can fall back onto to understand how you organize your communication. Right. So that's that second key is organize your communication. And that makes you look really good. I think sometimes we feel like everything we do as salespeople, that we have to have this mental capacity to carry everything out. And I think one of the things I thought was a benefit for me was I really am not great at remembering things. And so I would just set up these fail safes. And one of those would be an organized email. Another would be in the CRM, putting notes and being mm -hmm. able to go back to it, setting things up for you to look successful because you are. You kind of feel like you're faking it at first because as you go through that, it feels foreign. But all of a sudden, you realize you have really good habits of following up with people. And that's all people want. They want to be heard and followed up. Yeah. And if, you know, sell them a car in a year from now, you call them up and you go, hey, Martha, how's Bob, your husband, and your dog, Tulip? They'll be blown away because they'll be like, I can't even remember my neighbor. Yet you as a salesperson sold me a year ago not only know my husband, but also my dog. And it makes you look good. So I couldn't agree with you more. And I think people look at it and say, oh my gosh, that guy is so bright. He's so intelligent. No, he may just plant little seeds for himself to look really good yeah. in the future. Yep. So the third one is organize your desk. And what I mean by that is organize the physical spaces in which you reside. I really hope Rick Bailey doesn't hear this one. Because you walk into his office and you're like, whoa. But what, what do I mean by that? Organize your physical spaces in which you reside. Well, your physical or 
you know, everything physical around you is just a manifestation of what's going on in your mind, right? Yep. I'm kind of weird. When I sit down at a desk, I set my computer perfectly straight. I put my pencil in a certain spot, my pen, whatever. It's because I need it to be organized because if there is disorganization, my mind's going to be disorganized. Plus the appearance when a customer sits down at that desk is, man, this person's pure chaos or, hey, this is an organized person that's going to pay attention to detail and understand what we need. Yep. I think your environment definitely affects how you act and how you portray yourself. I loved Dave Anderson. I was listening to his podcast. If you haven't listened to it, it's a really good one. But his, he would say, during an interview, I'll stop the interview and ask to go to the restroom. He'll leave and go where? Go look in the backseat of their car. Go, why? Because <laughs> that's where people throw all their crap. If you go look in the backseat of somebody's car and it's just filled with crap, he doesn't want them on the team. Yep. Because if they're not willing to take care of the stuff that's that their own assets, how are they going to take care of your assets? There. And so that stuff matters. When somebody, when you take the time to organize, to function, to make it right, it makes you pull that through your entire life. So take those physical things where you're like, man, I'm just unorganized in this area. Get it organized. Spend the time to make sure that you're in the right space to make it effective. And Jake, I know you. I, I know you've kind. Of, you've probably been through times of disorganization and organization. I know you're an organized guy. Do you want some references? Because sure. let me tell you, I came <laughs> from. A, I yeah, I was extremely disorganized, extremely spastic, and thank you, Kelly Moss. But yeah, legitimately, he helped me with some practices that really benefited me. And I don't know why I was trying to be careless, but it's really easy to be spastic in the car business. It's almost the natural flow of things yeah. is to become reactive. And really, it's easy spastic in any sales position. Yeah. Because it's on top, it's on you to become organized. Nobody's going to tell you to do it. You have to do it. You have to buckle down and have the your own dedication to do it. And so that's why I think everybody struggles with organization in sales. And I would say anyone that's in like an actual sales position, like selling cars, if you think you've got a lot to juggle, go sit next to a service writer yeah, for a day. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. you look at it, there are so many balls to keep in the air. And as a service advisor, or if you're selling any myriad of products, you have to be organized, right? To really be dialed and a true professional You've got to figure out a system that works for you that'll keep you organized and keep you straight. That's fantastic. Well, that's great advice. I've got some copious notes to get to, but first, do we have an action item? This action item, I've asked many people to do, and few actually do it. The one action item is clean up your inbox, your email inbox. Get that to where it is organized and clean, mm -hmm. and you know where everything goes, that one practice will make, it will, if you keep that up for the rest of your life, it makes massive impact. You're going to have to give me about six weeks. I've got stuff going back to 2013 in there. So, Jeez. Just make a folder and name it other. Yeah, other. Other. old stuff. Yeah, there Old we go. emails. All right. Well, as usual, I do have some copious notes. So today we're talking about organization. There are three different types of organization. And a good salesperson will absolutely need to organize their day, their communication, and their desk or life. So if we're talking about organizing your day, we're just talking about not letting the customer organize your day for you. If you do that, it's going to lead to just a lot of sitting around and just sitting in the breeze. We have to do, we do have to be flexible, but that does not mean that you cannot be organized. So 
One thing that you'll want to do is work with a task list that you can accomplish regardless of what else goes on during the day. This is going to always give you something to go back to even in those times where you are maybe waiting for a customer to come in. But remember, the customer does deserve a salesperson who is ready to see you. So make sure that on that task list are some items to help you get ready for those appointments. And just understand that things have to happen in a certain order to make your appointment successful. This is going to be the difference between being proactive and being reactive in your day. The next type of organization that we've got to be accountable for is communication. Uh, so a lot of people will struggle to organize their email. Or a lot of people will struggle to be organized in their email. But you've got to remember that you do need to meet the customer where they are. So if the customer prefers to communicate with email or phone or however, you've got to communicate with them the way that they prefer to be communicated with. You need a system to keep on top of everything. Log everything, every phone call, log every email in your CRM to know where you where to pick up where you left off. People want to be heard and they want to be followed up with. So you've got to make sure that you're doing everything that you can to do that. And then finally, organizing your desk or organizing your life. This is just about organizing the physical spaces that you occupy. You've got to remember appearance matters to the customer and it affects the way that you act and the way that you portray yourself. What's going to, what, you're, what you'll notice is that if you can't take care of your own shiz, you're not going to be trusted to take care of the shiz of others. <laughs> Did I put that okay? I think that's Ben Franklin quote, right? That is. Definitely. That is definitely yeah, take, care, take care of your shiz. But just remember that organization is on you. It's 100% on you and it's within your ability and it's your responsibility. I think that's everything that we have for today. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. If you are listening to this podcast, by all means, please leave us some stars on iTunes. Leave us a review. Leave us some kind words. If you don't have kind words to leave, just don't leave any words at all. But we'd love to hear those comments. And if you do have any suggestions for future podcasts, if you have questions for us, please shoot us an email to podcast at youngcoe.com. Danois. Boom. Take care of your shears.